Romans chapter 12, uh, and it's just two verses, so I promise you won't be standing that long. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. If you don't have a Bible, it should be behind me or on one of the monitors if you can't see the front here. Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. This is what it says. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's God's word. You may be seated, and we're going to have Pastor Ralph come up now. Well, good morning and Happy New Year. This is the time of year that we make resolutions, right? We keep them for about two months, if that. But you, if you could change anything about yourself, what would you start? Probably most of us would start on the outside. Would you be skinnier, shorter, taller? Would you be better looking? Would you change your eyes? Or your hair? Or your teeth? Or your bulges? If you could take a magic wand and just change something about your outward appearance, would it be just a light touch-up? Or would it be an extreme makeover? Would we even recognize who you are? truth is, is we change slowly. We change very slowly. But as hard as it is to change on the outside, it's harder to change on the inside. Think about the struggles in your own life. What would you like to change about yourself? Things on the inside. Would it be maybe an impatient spirit? What about a critical tongue? Envy? Stubbornness? A spirit of discontentment? Maybe financial mismanagement? Guilty conscience? Would it be an inability to work with other people? Is there a judgmental spirit about you? Maybe a quick temper? Are you ungrateful? Are you deeply discouraged, maybe depressed? Is there an inability within you to say no? Or is there a mean streak within you that you can't get rid of? Whatever it is, what would you change? What would you change? Think about it. What would you change about yourself this morning? I think that we all dream and desire to be a better person than we are. Advertisers know this, and the ads this time of year seems like are so numerous. There's one, quote, unquote, watch unwanted pounds melt away. It sounds so easy, almost fun. Take this pill, take this supplement, and those unwanted pounds will melt away. What could be easier? My son, Zachary and Jared, and Chris got me a Fitbit for 
Christmas, and one morning I got up much earlier than Zachary, and I worked out on an elliptical for about an hour. And I looked at the calories that had burned in, I don't know, 1,400 or 1,600, and Zach came up later, and he happened to have a Fitbit on, and guys, the calories he had burned were only about three or 400 less than me. And I'd been on the elliptical for about an hour. It's not easy to see those pounds just slide away. Change is hard. It's hard. Go to any bookstore and you'll find so many books on self-help. Helping people change is a big business these days. Life coaches are everywhere. But still... Sure, we need to make outward changes. But it's not the outward stuff that trips us up, is it? It's that inward heart stuff. Stuff on the inside that's hard to fix. As we begin this new year, we'll be looking next two weeks in our vision statement. And, and, and this morning... You know, we're looking at testimonies, looking what happened in the past, how God was faithful. And now it's the looking forward part. Our vision statement is, we seek to be a diverse family of believers, reconciled by God, impacting the lives of people in the Logan Square and Humboldt Park communities and beyond through the gospel of Jesus Christ, accomplished as we see every person connected, discipled, and transformed in our mission. Romans 12, 2. Let me read it to you one more time. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm all about us learning God's Word. Bible knowledge is good, it's a great idea. Go through the Bible in three months. Read through it in three months, or six months, or a year. Or take a class. But Bible knowledge alone won't save us. And Bible knowledge alone won't change us. We've got to do something with the knowledge that we have. So you heard the, the, the old adage, buckle up. It's not easy. It's not easy to change. And most of us change very slowly if we change. And few of us make any lasting changes except for under pressure, except for result of personal pain. I know my own life. The biggest changes that come in my life is in the midst of personal pain and hurt, disappointment. Long-held habits can be changed. But it doesn't happen overnight. You know, sin patterns can be broken, but it doesn't happen as a result of coming up for prayer afterwards. I mean, please, please come up for prayer afterwards, but it takes more. It takes work. It takes work to change. And you and I can see significant growth in our spiritual lives, but it won't come without a cost. My, my high school coach used to say, no pain, 
No gain. Think about it. No pain. No gain. Our mindset, if we're honest, our mindset is as long as my life is going pretty well, why should I change? There's no motivation. But as we live our life here among people, what's on the inside comes out. If I cut corners, you're going to see it. And if you fudge on the truth, or if I'm bitter, or if you're a difficult person to be around, it all comes out, doesn't it, in life? It comes out. And seeing the truth about ourselves, warts and all, is hard to take. But it's when we see and recognize who we are that we begin to change. And Romans 12, 2 says that we can be transformed when our minds are renewed. But what does that mean and how does that happen? Well, first of all, we must be changed from the inside. Most of you probably remember, but there's a book written by a psychologist named Larry Crabb many years ago called Inside Out. The whole focus of the book was that we change from the inside. That word in the passage about being transformed is related to the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, if you remember back in high school, maybe junior high, um, that process whereby a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, or where a tadpole becomes a frog. It's that gradual change on the inside that produces transformation on the outside. So it's change, transformation from one thing to another. Think about it. When a caterpillar enters into the cocoon, it emerges as a butterfly. But the butterfly doesn't change its basic nature. The metamorphosis reveals what was on the inside of the caterpillar. As someone said, caterpillars can't fly, but they were made, they were born to fly. And when caterpillars have been changed into a butterfly, it becomes what God always intended for the caterpillar to be, a butterfly. Today as we start this new year, God intended from the beginning to change you and to change me. From the very beginning, just as the caterpillar changes into a butterfly, just as the tadpole changes into a frog. God's goal for your life and for my life is that we be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. You don't know and I don't know where we end up tomorrow, how God will use us. Yet again, God is determined that we will, in the end, be like Jesus. Romans 8, 29 says that we're predestined to become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We can join in with him or we can resist his spirit and go through more pain or we can go along with his spirit and allow him to work. But we all work 
in progress. We're not finished. We're not completed. We're all under construction. And to be honest with you, too often, I'm my own worst enemy. I, I have these ideas about what I think I need to do. And yet, it seems that it, when it's my idea, it never works. But God is faithful, isn't he, to work in our lives. And what he starts, he finishes. Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. Think about it. Christ called us to himself. He began the process. He will change us. He will conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. So as we look toward this new year, first principle to remember, change begins on the inside. And secondly, we must reprogram our minds. Sometimes our thinking is totally controlled by emotions. We need to feel God's presence or we feel like we need to do this. And if we're honest with ourselves, our feelings are so subjective, we miss the point. Feelings are important, don't get me wrong. But Paul here is emphasizing a need of renewing of the mind. When I come to Christ, I realized that my thinking was so wrong. And over the years, I've gone to a counselor here and there. Well, I was in Alabama and in Birmingham there, or in Los Angeles and California in grad school or here. And over and over, I'm reminded I'm thinking the wrong thoughts. There are many books. Do you hear what you're thinking? And even now as I'm talking, you, each of you, are thinking. You're thinking about what you need to do <laughs> when you leave here, or you're thinking about what we're talking about. And I remember the counselor telling me, Ralph, you've got a tape going. You've got a DVD going. You need to press that stop button. You need to stop it. You need to remember what God's Word says. And so when Satan begins to hit you with the lies that you have learned that are wrong about who you are, stop it. And put God's Word to work. Remember what God's Word says about who you are. It's so important that we do that. How do we get a renewed mind? We have to want to change. It calls for discipline. Discipline. Discipline to study God's Word. Discipline to pray. Discipline to interact with a brother or sister in Christ who will hold me accountable. It takes time. It takes time to change our thinking. It takes determination to develop the spiritual disciplines. As we think about changing, we need to choose our friends wisely. Think about it. Our friends will either encourage us toward Christ or they'll pull us away from Christ. In the same way as your friends influence you, hopefully you can influence 
your friends, the right friends, make it easier for you and for me to grow in the Lord. Wrong friends make it hard. Romans 12, 2 teaches us about spiritual transformation. God intends to change us. Slowly, we'll be transformed by renewing our mind into the image of Jesus Christ. But it won't happen by accident. It won't happen overnight. And it won't happen without the Spirit of God. It won't happen unless you make a personal commitment. It happens if we draw around us godly people who encourage us. It happens as we become what God made us to be. You can't think of that butterfly. Can't feel to a butterfly. The same way God is working in your life and my life. As we begin this new year, we need to be pursuing the Lord to know Him better. And then and then only then we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. It's exciting when you think about a new year, new beginnings. It can be nerve-wracking if we share our struggles with someone else and have them hold us accountable. It's only as we're under pressure to grow and to change that we actually grow. John Newton, of old, used to meet with a friend every week. And just a year or two, maybe before he died, he and his friend were having breakfast. And their custom was to read from God's Word after the meal. But because Newton's eyes were going down, his friend would read, and then Newton would comment on the passage for the day. And one day the passage was 1 Corinthians 15, when the words, By the grace of God, I am what I am, were read. And then Newton was silent for several minutes. And then he said, I am not what I ought to be. How imperfect and how deficient I am. I am not what I wish to be, although I abhor what is evil and would cleave to what is good. I am not what I hope to be, but I soon shall put off mortality, and with it, all sin. And though I am not what I ought to be, nor what I wish to be, nor yet what I hope to be, I can truly say that I am not what I once was, a slave to sin and to Satan. And he goes on, he says, I can heartily join with the apostle and acknowledge that by the grace of God, I am what I am. At the Billy Graham Library in Charlotte, North Carolina, Ruth Graham's tombstone reads, End of construction. Thank you for your patience. When God is finally finished with me and with you, we'll be like Jesus. Think about it. When we're finally finished with this life, we'll be like Jesus. As we think of this new year, we don't change unless we have plans. What, 
patterns in your life? What structures do you need to help you to grow? Do you have people that could come alongside you? If you don't, you need them. We need them. And if you're not planning, the old adage goes, if you're not planning, you're planning to fail. If you don't have a target, you'll miss it. I encourage you as we begin, begin this new year to consider asking someone to be involved in your life. What are your goals? Life changes. I know seasons change. But I hope that as we begin this year, that you'll reflect. It's fun to have parties like we had last night. It's fun to get together and celebrate. But life is so much more, isn't it? What is important in your life? What values are most important? And how do you plan during this year to grow in your faith? Well, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that at a time like this, as we begin a new year, Father, that you remind us from your word that we can be changed, that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Father, just because it's hard, just because it's maybe embarrassing to share things with others, Father, I pray that we would choose, Father, to make changes in our lives, Father, that you would enable us, Father, to become the man, the woman, the child, the youth that you want us to be. And, Father, that we would would set goals, Father, in such a way that we could grow, that we'd have support from each other. We thank you and praise you, Father, for your Spirit who lives within us. And, Father, that it's through you and through your Spirit alone that we change. Oh, Father, thank you that one day that we will be like Christ. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.